Hi guys, welcome back to episode seven of Chit for Chat. Today we're welcoming a very, very special guest. Jessica, please introduce yourself. Hi, thanks for having me. I am Jessica Perry. I am Cece's friend. I'm here to do a podcast with him. Yeah, we've known each other since what? Um, ninth? No, we properly knew each other in ninth grade. Yeah, but we went to the same grade school. Yeah, I think I think you came a little later, right? I came in fifth grade. Has it been that long? Wait, fifth grade? Fifth grade. What? Also, oh, then then it took like a few years for us to like become friends. I, I remember going on like trips and stuff. Yeah, with, like, like uh, with go- yeah, yeah, with Sanawara. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell 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 me a little bit about your um, school, what you're studying and stuff. So I am in Australia, Melbourne specifically. I just actually finished my bachelor's of science and I took a biotechnology major actually, agri-food biotechnology. Holy shit. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty be- a beast of a major. Yeah, it wasn't easy because well the major just entails like by the molecular sciences and biochemistry as well, but in the context of food and plant science. So it was kind oh, of okay, all of okay. those. Wait, do you ever plan on like, wait, are you using that to kind of contribute back home or like are you going to travel places? Well, that's what I was initially hoping. And that's why I took that major as well, because, well, Myanmar primarily is an uh, you know, an agriculture country. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. The GDP is like 20%. Like 28, 27%, 28% like or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so when I was at Eurotom, when I was the European Chamber of Commerce, uh-huh. I just, I got a deeper understanding of how, you know, the climate, the business climate in Yangon works and how there is a dependence on the primary industry. Yeah, and I agree. So yeah. is it like, you wanted to delve into that industry do you, um, from the business side or from more of like the nitty-gritty science stuff because you're doing the nitty-gritty science stuff right now i think science oh shit that's, that's and it's cool. like it is it's, it's a passion of mine as well but the only thing is in developing countries it's just hard to have the sort of resources you know that yeah that's true we have that's here. true so I, what I, happened I, is mostly like they just like oh yeah sorry go I, I assume that I might just work overseas like uh-huh. here for a couple of years and then come back. Oh, actually, yeah, that that's kind of my plan, too. Because, like, mm-hmm. I mean, you could have all the molecular biology, technology um, knowledge you, 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 can, you can have, you know, but then back home, it's more like the barriers that you have overcome in a market. So it's like you kind of have to delve into yourself first uh, abroad or whatever like you're doing yeah yeah definitely yeah i'm thinking of um i kind of want to delve into the business side back home too but then it's always a long-standing debate between me and my dad about come back home or um work here for a bit and learn from my for myself like from the bottom line and stuff like that you'll probably settle down in yangon right probably probably i mean i want to say yes because my dad probably watches this i think (laughs) so whatever i say now (laughs) i'm actually um i actually don't think he watches but it's okay (laughs) 
Well, I mean, if you will settle back home, like you've got all the time in the world to you know explore. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah. No, but there's so many logistics to worry about. You know, like um, I'm in my what third year, so hmm. I mean, I I still have time to look for jobs and stuff here too. But then it's a question of like how long will that take? You know, how about how about yeah. you? Like I'm sure you're going through something similar too. Hmm. So my the next steps for me is probably mm-hmm. a master's degree and so that'll take two years and then i just don't think that by that time i'll have the job that i would like in yangon you know so wait what do you mean by that you don't you wouldn't just have because like. so what i would like to do is i'd like to work in a lab and uh-huh. so in in burma it's mainly like like the like universities university based labs right and they're right. usually very far away like Nibido or something like that oh they're pretty much like on the outskirts of the actual city yeah and then the the technology that is currently there it, I don't think it's being put to use like right. for example like PCR or something like that yeah that's very applicable to any industry but it's Wait, could you could you used. clarify what PCR is so a PCR is a a polymerase chain reaction basically <laughs> okay so so it's just a way of like amplifying dna oh okay okay, okay. or like a specific gene in you know so we do have the technology for that yeah so i think like with covid even that's how we were testing it with pcr right and like antibody testing yes antibody testing yes but the thing is that with PCR, you could do that in like plants as well, you know, like oh. food development or whatever. You want to amplify, you want to target like a specific gene, you want to isolate it. Yeah, you would do that through PCR or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. So it's mm-hmm. like any any organism, I mean, yeah, any living organism who necessarily has these like DNA strengths and stuff, they could be assessed or improved upon using these like PCR exactly and stuff. Yeah. yeah and so that's also like what i want to go into is also like genotyping and phenotyping and then you know how targeted medicine is a, a thing now so what i would like to go into is like personalized nutrition something oh, like this oh okay i do agree that our country heavily needs like a strong base of nutritional knowledge and like knowledge based on kinesiology and stuff like that yeah Yeah, definitely so my father in yangon he has a charity foundation a school Mm -hmm. and so we built a vegetable garden they built a vegetable garden and we're trying to get like a curriculum going for you know nutrition and whatnot but the thing is that that's not a program in government schools Mm -hmm. so it's Mm -hmm. just hard to incorporate that but I yeah, these just... these programs usually are like brought upon by like private entrepreneurs and um, businessmen. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's less on less in the control of like the public sector. So it's yeah. not like it's like being like distributed to the masses. This exactly. kind of knowledge, yeah. But but that that's pretty cool though, because um, yeah. my dad has like a uh, what do I say? How do I say this? Like a Oh my god, totally blanked. Um, microfinance. Well, we all know. Yeah, we all know what your father does. No, 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 no. Uh, it's a it's a subsidiary of it that pe- most oh. people don't know about. It's a microfinance industry I- oh, institution. Okay. Um, they do financial like literacy modules and stuff like that too. So in oh, the same okay. way, 
it's only offered by the company and other companies like the company, you know? So it's not mm-hmm. like distributed to the masses, like unless you're a businessman yourself, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. and you can be the one to offer that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to tackle it from the educational basis too. I think so. Hmm. Like that's the compelling thing for me. Like that's what's bringing, like driving me to go back home. Because I feel like I would have more of an impact there. I agree. I agree. Right. I feel like all of us would have, a, you know, a reasonable impact. Yeah. I've always been a firm believer of like, well, a lot of people disagree because I do have a lot of friends who d- don't want anything to do with anything back home related, you know? Yeah. But then growing up, I feel like because this place has brought so much for us and stuff, I felt I feel some sort of obligation to contribute back home. So I completely like get that sentiment. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like we are the ones who are like privileged and fortunate enough to get this kind of abroad education, higher higher education and stuff like that. So I feel we definitely should exactly. contribute. Yeah. How do you like mix? Cuz I um before we get into that, like I, I know you're also like a big, big name in the indus- entertainment industry back See, home. <laughs> this is a big misconception for some yeah, reason. Really all of my friends have that, you know, but it's not. <laughs> Wait, okay, really elaborate. Not. Well, I mean, I, I, so, I, I'm a singer, uh-huh. so like I, I, I make music in Yangon, so, per, uh, mainly Burmese songs. And like, it's really just a passion of mine. It's like a hobby even. I don't really do it professionally. Right. But yeah. Okay, but you can't well, deny you've like made a, quite, made quite a name for yourself. Like one of your videos got 2 million views. That's, that's kind of my nuts. video. It's, yeah, but yeah. Okay, yeah, but you know, like you got exposure. That's like 2 million eyes on you, I would say, right? Pairs I of think eyes. it's up to 4 million now. Now? Wow. Whoa, that was twice. That's twice as much as what I saw last. <laughs> wow it's a really good song yeah it um, is, xbox it is, it is, did a it is, it is. really good job with that yeah oh so you do this as more of like a passion yeah okay so it's not like you're okay then where do you draw the line between like kind of making it lucrative versus just like you know doing it because you like it well i think um when you're choosing a career path i don't think money should be the driving factor really mm-hmm, i think mm-hmm. even jimin said this to me he's like <laughs> jimin is our friend by the way jimin's our friend my mom said the same thing as well like you know say like do what you are interested in and the money will follow that's true you know? but i feel like to an extent though to an extent to an extent because especially yeah. back home like good talent is hard to harbor and kind of flaunt to the public i guess you, you, you know what i'm saying so it's like not everyone who has that kind of how do i say passion to go a certain route means money for them either you know what i'm saying yeah yeah and like i find that we are so privileged because mm-hmm. we have a, a very sturdy foundation to begin with so like i'm so privileged that i can make music and still get quality education right right you know overseas some people they can't do that they have to you know pursue whatever it is they're doing and only that because that's how they're paying the bills you know yeah 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 i see that yeah but so how do you like balance those two 
because I know it's like you being there in Australia studying all these um, all this this big STEM major and actually like having future plans and to doing actually really what do you mean (laughs) no i mean like really it's all up in the air at the moment like i don't know if i'll get a job with this degree hopefully i will Uh uh uh-huh i'm gonna try my best yeah and it's not really like something like an engineering degree or something like a sci degree where like i'm sure to get a job definitely okay that's 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 fair like it's not like well, I mean, you know, you know how like some majors are like sexy, and like a lot of firms want to hire based on that one degree alone. Yeah, I, I would say your 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 uh, major right now doesn't ha- doesn't it have that same appeal? Would you I not guess. say so? I guess. Well, like bioinformaticians are really employable now, mm-hmm. and so like people who do understand gene technology. So maybe yeah. I could go that route as well. Yeah, I don't know. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I I wish you good luck in that. Thank you. <laughs> Wait. So, uh, yeah. What What are your future plans for? Like, okay, let's say let's entertain a scenario where like you did get a job and then you want to go back home, mm-hmm. but then you also have you also the people of Burma know you as this like singer and like in the entertainment industry and stuff. How do you like see yourself like? How do I say reconciling the two in a sense? Mm. That's been a huge, like, there's always been such a dissonance between what I, my passion, my music, you know, I want to mm-hmm. pursue it, but then my further study and, like, a ter- getting a tertiary education. But I feel like, and I, I've stuck by this since the very beginning, it's always been education first for me. Yeah. And, like, for my family as well. But my mom is always like, come back, come back. Like you have like, regardless, like however large it, however large or small it may be, you have people who are interested in you. Like you have people who want to know like what you're doing and stuff. So you should be more active on your like Facebook page and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I know, I know. But then school is just really like, it takes up a lot of time. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Like, I think um, people like your mom who are like in the in the uh, in the other side on the other side of the world like they don't see like the immediacies of school. I yeah. think I think part of them at least it's I know it's true for my parents and my group of friends that I had before. Um, they kind of expect the thing like that's the most obvious you know out of you because that's like in the spotlight you know. For me, yeah. it's like it's always been like, oh, take over my dad's company and stuff, which I which like I, I do I do plan to do, but then it's also like it's not the only expectation I have for myself, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's always hard for people our age to reconcile the two because we have so much expected out of us. We have so much we expect out of ourselves to want to do mm-hmm. something else, something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's a hard line to draw. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. And we're in such a huge, like, world, a whole universe. And that, especially in our generation, it's just opened up, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Like, we could go anywhere. We could do virtually anything. Yeah. And the possibilities are really endless. And, like, of course we want to go back and, like, you want to help out your dad's business. I want to help out my dad's business as well. But, yeah, we can't, like, compromise, you know, what we are our, our calling quote unquote you know what yeah, we think yeah. our calling is as yeah. well 
what we think are, is our calling is probably different from other people who knew us from like other realms of yeah conduct i guess yeah yeah it's kind of it kind of sucks do you ever get like impulsive about things you want to do other things you want to do yeah like all the time yeah it's like right. i'm like oh i want to be a professional volleyball player oh i've seen you play volleyball yeah you could do that <laughs> yeah but like in what world would i be able to do that <laughs> like i mean i'm sure i could try yeah but yeah i'm like but it just shows like how flexible you know careers you kinda are gotta now. Be. yeah 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 no i i asked because i'm a pretty impulsive guy myself and like um I also kind of wanted to be like a singer, even though like that that, that was just like a long. He time has a ago. great voice. No, I do not. No, 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 no. He does. No. Nah. Actually, uh, thank I'm you. Out of you. Thank you. I, t- I take your compliment. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's like it's well. There's the whole self esteem thing, where like you always yeah. question whether you're good enough or not, and there's the whole other like, what was it even realistic aspect of, of it? because yeah. just because you're good at something doesn't mean you should do it you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i don't know i, I mean I, go I... for it if you're like that's why like when you started doing this podcast series i was so proud like i'm like oh, yes thanks. like you know like somebody like a friend of mine is like doing something you know yeah yeah i i, I feel that thank you so much for that by the way yeah <laughs> no yeah this is definitely one of the things where I was like, okay, what am I good at, right? Or at least, what do I like doing? And then I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I like talking to people. So why not just, like, mm-hmm. make something kind of useful out of that? You know, it's always, like, deciding what you, deciding what you're good at and what you want to do with that versus, like, what you don't know you're good at and trying to pursue that, too, for me. Yeah. Because I'm doing business right now in school, and to be very frank i kind of don't like it because it's business and it's kind of like pretentious you just kind of like have to get into it to actually learn it i feel like other any any other things like just the niceties and the extra nuances and stuff so i feel that what um like is it very like theory is it like econ or is it like oh yeah i mean there's the theory aspect of it like econ and macro econ micro econ and then there's uh, more nitty-gritty econ like business specific econ um but and then i'm not even talking about that like most of the classes are like teaching you how to do a presentation or like there are some useful courses like accounting and stuff and um financing and stuff but then the more general parts of it doesn't really vibe with me too well Hmm. yeah do you find that in your major too i mean yeah so like i mean for uni mel the uh, my university you well, she goes to, to University choose. of Melbourne yeah <laughs> <laughs> you get to choose your subjects mm-hmm. alongside your cores and your selectives you know your major selectives and so I chose like ridiculous classes I took econ even oh wow I know it was terrible I got like wait what do you mean I barely passed Oh, wait, was that on your own accord or is it like... Yeah, no, it was on my own accord. Like, you have oh, the shit, flexibility. That's nice, that's nice, that's nice. Yeah, and so you can take breaths, basically, that complement your degree. And I thought that would complement my degree. And so, okay. but in doing that and, like, doing these different subjects, it just, I didn't do very well in them. And so my 
GPA, my weighted average mark, my WAM just went down really poorly. Yeah. And like, uh-huh. I wanted to continue onto an honors even, uh-huh. or like, and from then on, maybe like do a PhD or something. But then my grades just, especially in first and second year, it just didn't, you know, allow it. Yeah. Do you think it's worth it? Like delving into subjects that you want to just out of pure curiosity over over prioritizing your GP or something like that? I think yes. I think it really does depend on your where you want to go yeah. like so if if you're on a, a scholarship you have to probably shouldn't your, right <laughs> probably shouldn't probably shouldn't yeah if you want to go get into med you yeah probably should yeah, as well. yeah yeah or law where or law. like all these things your gpa has to be immaculate mm-hmm. yeah i don't know I've, I've 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 toyed around with the classes here and there too but they're more in the ge section like american american ones are you have to like take a bunch of general education courses that's where you kind of mess around. At least that was the case for me. Um, like, I feel like that's the area you can mess around and not have so many consequences with. Because you're you're mm-hmm. taking unrelated subjects anyway. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have that in Australia? I don't know. I don't really know how the Australian education system works. I don't really know what GE courses are. It's like general education. Um, if I were to give an example, it would be like history. When I'm, I'm a business major and if I'm like studying like american history from uh, western civilization from columbus uh, christopher columbus and onwards and stuff that would be like a general education course you know so if you were a science major would you have to take history Uh, okay in the majority of the schools that i know i don't know if there are any exceptions but the entire american education system works such uh works such as Oh my god, I can't Such speak that. today. Such that. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Such that, like, um, thanks. Uh, such that you have to finish a set, like, criteria. Like, you have to finish X amount of classes in the art category. Your prereqs. Yeah, oh. pre- yeah, pre- yeah, stuff like that. It's not even prereqs. It's just, like, random subjects. Oh. Like, in history, you have to finish this. In... Uh, econ or political science you have to finish this or something like that you know and it's kind of up to you to I don't think we have that you don't? yeah wait so when you took econ yeah that was just like like that was on my own accord like completely no, no nothing required of you to take econ no oh wow wow I, know. I, res- I respect that so you did it out it of pure decision. curiosity yeah yeah how'd you like that? <laughs> it's terrible I hated it <laughs> No, you wait, but then uh, I I thought you I thought you liked econ because I thought you would like econ because you know you gotta work with home economics like Burma economics and that's a whole other monster. So I mean, I took introductory microeconomics. Oh, you started with micro. So I have to start with micro or really? something like that. Yeah, I think so. Micro, you're talking about like on the. Oh. I didn't see it as like a sequential thing. I thought it was more like counterparts. That's Mac- what I. Ha- that's what our system is like. You take micro and then you take macro. Uh, here you have the you have the freedom to choose which one first. And I've always heard oh. that macro was easier because it's talking about the stuff we usually hear, like GDP and stuff, you know. But oh. micro is more like the relationship between two firms, oligopolies, monopolies, and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supply. Oh, you started with the harder one. <laughs> yeah. 
Basically. Oh, damn. Do you ever... Do you have time to take stuff like that? Or did you have time recently to mess around like that at all? So when I started third year, I mean, I, I didn't really have the space to take, like, an art subject or whatever. I really uh-huh. just had to buckle down into yeah. my core science subjects. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Where did your uh, passion for science come from? I know you had a whole talk about how you want to contribute back home and stuff, but, like, why through science and nutrition specifically Mm. well i guess that would have to go to our science teachers like we had great science teachers yeah i would say so mr nilan oh mr nilan yeah that dude was a g (laughs) (laughs) and then i don't think you were here in ism but mr rick he was a biology teacher mr rick no yeah so he just really like i took ap bio with him and he just explained to me explained to all of us the central dogma of life basically okay and i was like well this is just applicable in like literally every industry in a way so like even in um wait wait sorry to go back you you were referring to biology as the dogma of life right so like no the central dogma of life meaning like rna to dna to protein oh okay my yeah something like this okay 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 and so, like, but that's literally in every industry in a way that. So, like, even in, like, the the accounting firms or whatever, bioinformaticians are hired to analyze data and stuff like this. Oh, is it because yeah. of the uh, overlap in what they do or because they harbor specific skills that other people might not? I think a little bit of both. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. So, and like, accounting firms specifically look for these people, or they just happen to be the case that these people end up getting hired? So, my friends who take commerce, they're saying that the companies that they would go to find a job at, they don't uh-huh. necessarily just look for people with a commerce background. Like, they'll even take on a person with a science degree oh, that's- just because of, you know... Yeah, I, I, I definitely see how that would come in handy. I know a guy, um, my dad knows a guy, and I know him, and he triple majored in, like, what? Electrical engineering, mechanical engineering, and then I'm not sure of the third one, but I'm going to guess aerospace or something like that. Three, like, triple engineering, triple major, or something like that. Oh, my God. And guess where he's at now? He's, like, uh, a consultant. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of crazy. That's funny. Yeah. No, he told me that it was because in the hiring process, they didn't tell him much. But then after he got hired, the reason for him being hired was that like as an engineer, you're you're kind of gaining all these like statistician, like statistician mindsets, um, calculative mindsets and whatnot. And definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see yourself like carrying over to stuff like that, too? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not really like very tech savvy. Oh yeah, but I mean, like, I built a PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I built a PC. Definitely got that going for you. Honestly, it was so difficult. It took me like three weeks to do that. (laughs) Wait, so, 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 did you start from scratch? Absolute scratch. Yes. Oh, nice. So I had an empty case, an ITX case, a mini ITX case. Uh So small. Yeah. Space was definitely a luxury. Yeah. And I just bought all the parts and then I just assembled it. Jimin really helped me with this oh. call the entire time. 
He wanted to build a PC too. I remember. I think he did build his PC. Oh yeah, he did. He did. He, he told me about it. Yeah. He had an Intel processor or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I built my PC in um, January. That was a pain in the ass. My friend Andy helped a lot. Without his help, <laughs> like I feel like I'd be a little lost lamb. Oh. Yeah. No, but then um, yeah. Go. <laughs> oh um, but when when I finally pressed the button and these RGB lights came up, I'm like, okay, I did something right. Yeah, well, that took me like you know like five tries because <laughs> it just wasn't going like the 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 you know the front power like yeah, yeah, to yeah. put into the motherboard it just wasn't there uh, it just wasn't okay. connected. Properly. You know the little you know the little um, inverted pins. Yes. You put it in. Sometimes it doesn't go into the slot, and you accidentally bent it. Bend it. Yes. Oh my oh, god. Oh, that's the fucking worst. That's the worst. There's no going back. No, there's really yeah. no going back. I lost my uh, USB C port. I can't use my USB-C port for that reason right now. <laughs> yeah, there's like a bent little needle in there somewhere. Are you excited um, to do whatever you want to do? Yeah, you like I am. A, you seem like a very well-read person, well-researched about her field. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm doing okay. Like, I have an interest in something and then I'll continue pursuing it. And I, I like to think I'm a, a little tenacious in a way. Yeah, sorry, what was that? You like to think I, th- little... I like to think I'm a little tenacious. Like I have a, a bit of a tenacity. For sure, for sure. It's si- it's silent too. You're not really like <laughs> in people's face about it. Yeah. I, I think that's why too. I think that's why people kind of expect you to keep doing entertainment because that's like thing that's in the spotlight. That's what the public eye sees. You're kind mm. of I don't know. I feel like the more tenacious you are, the less you want to, the less, the less, the less you want to kind of show it to people, and you kind of want to do your own thing. And I feel like that's what's happening with your uh, uh, major right now in STEM. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, how, how do you say your STEM? What What is it? The long form. STEM. What stands for STEM? No, no, no. <laughs> your major, which is in STEM. Agri-food biotechnology. Agri-food. Agri-food. Oh, agri-food. Like food. Oh, agri-food. Food gotcha. Yes. Agri-food biotechnology. Biotechnology. Oh, you'd be best friends with my dad. I know. I'd love to meet him. <laughs> you, should, you should be a part of the R&D team or something. Yes, please hire me. <laughs> nah, you're, you're, you're too good for all of I feel like you can do... like. Are you kidding and, me? I, no, I feel like you can branch off and do something on your own. And like really make it big. But I mean, we all have to, you know, get experience from somewhere. Oh, for sure, for sure. Well, yeah. okay, uh, let me know if you get your job after college then. Yeah. <laughs> Come and collect your hair. <laughs> I, I, I hope I will. Yeah, that, that whole job job hunt is a nightmare too. Like You could go back home and get experience too, but it's just not the same. Here you get beaten to a pulp. You kind of get beaten to a pulp. In America? Yeah, yeah. What is it like? Okay, I've never landed a job here before but what i do know it's is that none of no one's treated well i'm kind of inexperienced in that realm too but i feel like you don't get treated any differently as anyone else and i feel like there's a big merit in that hmm. you know you know how back home if you can speak english or if yeah if you can speak english or are a little westernized in a sense People start putting you on a pedestal almost. Is that yeah. yeah, would you say so? Okay. 
Yeah. I suppose. I'm, I'm kind of worried to say this on the podcast, but I genuinely <laughs> feel like that's the case. I think that is the case with, you know, countries that had a big Western influence, like a Western power. Yeah. Quote, essentially colonized by, you know. The Westerners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when my dad, like, you know, came to Yangon, Burma in the 80s, he he was probably only the the few foreigners that were here one of the few foreigners that were here uh-huh. and then people would just i, I mean i this is completely because burmese people are just so warm and kind yeah they're really but kind yeah because he's a foreigner they treat him differently you know oh yeah yeah of course you can kind of see it like yeah if if you're anything that's not burmese they kind of I don't know. There's a silent separation almost where you're, yeah, like I said, put on a pedestal in a sense. But I guess that comes from their kindness and everything of that sort. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, here you get treated no differently from anyone else. So I feel like there's a hardenedness that could come out of that. And that's what I want before I go back home and kind of like settle. Mm. Yeah. Don't settle. You have your whole life ahead of you. You're like no, 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 twenty one, something like that. Um, I'm yeah, I'm twenty. Yeah, yeah, I'm twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. <laughs> you, you're not, you're not, you're not turned twenty one yet, right? Not yet. I'm still twenty one. Yeah. January third. There we go. First. First. <laughs> I told you this, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got it right the last time. Where did you get third from? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's fine. What was I saying? What were we talking about? I, I lost. We were my talking about working. You were talking about working in America and then how it's different from. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when I when I meant settle, I meant like before I make something of myself back home. I want to be sure I have all the tools in my arsenal to make sure that process goes as smoothly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all we're. It's all of what we're doing. It's just like, are we ready to go back home yet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you miss? Home? I don't think I am. I miss home, but I don't think I'm. Just in the context of my degree, I don't think I'm ready to go back. Okay. Okay. You know that makes sense. I think having at least a master's degree in my arsenal will make me maybe a bit more employable. Oh, for sure. For sure. Right. More employable and more... Like, if, you, if you're talking about contributing back home, I feel like the longer you stay somewhere to soak up whatever you need to soak up and then going back home, that's when you can really, like, leave a mark, I feel like. Hmm. Yeah. You I've, still got one more year, right? Uh, a year and a half. I... Oh. It's because... Um, first year, I was in Cal Poly did mechanical engineering didn't like it came here so i'm a year behind all of my friends oh fair yeah yeah but i, I don't really mind it though because i don't know, kind mm. of stretched out my college experience and i can't complain about that yeah you've been in australian schools also four years right no three whoa it's very different the american system yeah it really is i thought i thought the american thing was a standard but i'm feeling more and more like it's the uh exception not the rule (laughs) so you guys have four years four years the first of which is 
it's mandatory to stay on campus, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't have that here. What? It's three. Yeah, we don't have that. You can just come. So what I did was I moved here and then I lived in an apartment and then oh. I would just go to school and I barely made any friends. Oh. I so, know, it was kind of sad. Like, for you guys, it's like you... You're kind of forced of that, to be in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were living with people, like, in a dorm, right? Wait, so how did you meet people in your first year? I don't even think I made many friends in my first year. Okay, then how have you made your friends thus far? Through classes. Oh, okay. See, that's the funny yeah. thing, because it's impossible to make friends in classes here. Because it's like, Why? once you're done talking about the class, once you're done, like, checking up on each other with the homework and stuff, you don't really have... I mean, you could definitely make an effort, but then I feel like your actual friends come from clubs and stuff who you have a long-standing relationship with. Whereas a class is like, once that's over, so is your interactions with them. So are your interactions mm. with them, you know? Are you in any clubs? Um, I tried to join the gaming club, but then I didn't know much about the... Uh, what's it called? the coding aspect of it mm. and i'm in the uh data science club which is like a um it, it uses python the code python um and like different modules like pandas and stuff to kind of draw insight from a select give a uh, given set of data that's a very that's very rudimentarily put because i'm still at the start of it oh. yeah how about you well, I don't know how to code. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, clubs? are you in any clubs? Yes. <laughs> oh, so second year, I was the sponsorship director. Also, am of... I screaming? I can't really no. hear myself. Okay, good. Yeah, go I can on. hear you. It's fine. Perfect. Go. Um, I was the sponsorship director of a Myanmar student association. Okay. And I did that for like a year. And then now I am... A project manager of the health initiative Whoa. called Strive. Ooh, could you tell me a little more about that? Yeah, so Strive is a Melbourne University endorsed sort of. We're Wait, funded Stride? by Strive. S T R I D. Oh, Strive. Got it. Strive. Okay. We're funded by the university, mm. and the main. Their hallmark, basically, their flagship um, programs is this nutrition workshop. And so what they do is they rally, you know, like their team, and then they go to places of lower socioeconomic uh, backgrounds, and uh -huh. then especially schools, that's where they go, schools, and then they host nutrition workshops oh so, so kind mm. of like the future you'd imagine for yourself earlier yeah. when we were speaking oh well, that's so cool that's what drew me to it and oh, so my roommate it. is actually a project manager as well i think she's due to be a director as well okay soon. and so yeah she recommended i join because yeah because i mean i have a long-standing interest in nutrition yeah yeah definitely and the fact that in even in Australian schools, Victorian schools, nutrition isn't even a class. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like oh, it that's isn't? insane. It's not separately it taught. No. Yeah. Okay. Like in some schools, it just isn't. And so where? And so I guess that sort of reflects like the whole like the metabolic syndrome that we see 
in Australia. Metabolic like syndrome? Obese, yeah, like oh, obesity, yes. CBD. Yeah, for sure. T- type 2 diabetes. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane. It's actually insane. Oh, you should come to America. <laughs> absolutely nuts here. <laughs> yeah. But... And... Yeah? Yeah, sorry. I cut you no, off. No, you first. No, I cut you off. You first. <laughs> well, just the fact that all of this is preventable. Like a healthy diet. Adopting a healthy diet is you know, something very achievable. Yeah. But it's just that we, yeah, we don't know, you know, kids yeah, just don't know The problem isn't so much do. that they don't have the means to do it. It's more that they don't really know what to do with the thing, the, 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 yeah. the food they've got. or And also just that cheap foods and they're typically unhealthier processed foods. Uh-huh. They're just more readily available. And That's they very true. come That's at a lower true. price point. Yeah. I guess a good way to combat that would... How about like nutritional labels? I feel like those are the biggest incentive and there are apps these days that make it so easy to just like scan it, you know? Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming your club works with that kind of stuff too. Yeah. It's crazy how there's just a huge like illiteracy in labeling, Uh in reading nutrition labels and how companies, brands can really manipulate the consumer into buying their product yeah you know yeah yeah like the serving size even oh that reflects you know yeah i have a uh, funny story to tell about that yeah but go on oh no it, it just in america there's just like not a funny per- story per se but it's just a pet peeve of mine here in america some some nutritional labels deliberately like how do I say, subvert the expected amount of food in front of you. Like in a, in a, in a microwavable pasta, I remember I checked and the calories were so low. Mm. So I was like, okay, there's definitely something wrong. But then you mm. check the serving size, it's like four of it, even though, even though it's like the normal size someone would be eating is mm. because it's their product. There's so many calories and they don't want to show it. So they kind of size down on the, the size down on the actual portion size and kind of mislabel it exactly yeah so it's kind of annoying yeah yeah and there's just not really well here we have fazans which is like the standard for food well, in, what's it called in australian fazans so food food standards australia and new zealand so that's for all of australia and new zealand uh all food you know that's on the market has to abide by their regulations okay i don't know what if oh well, i guess in america that's like the um fda FDA? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Not? Yeah. Yeah. If we're talking about equivalents, yeah. Yeah. And, like, just, like, on, like, a, a, a certain, maybe, like, a cereal or something. If they say, like, it's natural. Natural and, you know, sourced from something ingredients. They mean completely different things. Yeah, yeah, completely, yeah. Yeah. Right? I agree. And so, when it starts, when we start discussing, like, GMOs... Like, that's where a lot of controversy comes as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At the current time, any product that has foreign DNA in it, foreign material in it from, like, another organism has to be labeled as GMO. As GM, a GMO, yeah. 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 But then I just don't think people really understand. So, like, even in Burma, cotton is GM. Oh, All of I the cotton is GM. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. In America most of your cash crops are gm as well yeah so are all the other like stuff we eat like i don't think there's a non-gmo 
I'm probably very wrong in saying this, but I haven't. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you, you come to America, you see all these like fruits and stuff that's like perfect shaped that you would never find back home because I feel like they are GMO. You know, it's either GM or selective breeding. Oh uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yes, and selective breeding in a, in a, in an essence is also genetic manipulation. Sorry, what was in that? In a sense. Selective breeding is, in a sense, a genetic manipulation, right? Genetic yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so you're saying there's issues surrounding that there that people aren't getting, and which is what's causing all these metabolic syndromes that you're talking about. Yeah. 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 yeah I would say so. Yeah. So, um, what's your specific role in that club? Strive. Oh, I went off. Yes, on strive. Yes. So- <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> I am a sorry. I am a director for the nutrition workshops now. Yeah, so I I'll have to oversee how they're run and what the the plan of action is. Oh, and, okay, okay, okay. And so I think in Strive, this happened in the previous um, working year. They uh-huh. came up with a storybook, so like a nutrition storybook. So when they would go to schools, they would you know. What they hope to do is like uh, read it out to them, a storybook, and it's just like so the characters, you know, there's like an orange, a carrot, a broccoli, whatever. Very cute. And yeah, and just like what the benefits are, the nutritional benefits are of eating those food groups. Okay. In a very like digestible, easy to understand fashion. Oh, okay, okay. So kind of like infographics. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like a simple book, a anime. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got it. Yeah, you could. That's very good um, kind of segue into what you really want to do in the future. I'm yeah. sure you're getting a lot out of this club alone. Yeah, I, I've got to put a bit more work in because oh, really? I haven't really done much. <laughs> well, well, you can't blame yourself. It's COVID. Yeah, and like I just finished um, You just finished school too, yeah. How does it feel to be graduated? Goddamn. I know, like me and my friend lynn like we were just like reminiscing on high school and just like that was like five years ago yeah it it all went by in a blur yeah like we were sophomores six years ago and now you're an undergraduate uh you're a bachelor yeah yeah that's crazy yeah and how like you know such we were such a close-knit community and how we've all just sort of branched out and like we're all in different regions of the world yeah you know what's cool about that is though is that people aren't as fussy about meeting each other up again like i feel like in us branching out in different countries when we do meet up we're so far less judgmental of each other than we were before i feel like there was this whole in-group out-group thing going on with schools back home and uh, I i was guilty of that too i was just like you feel this need to side with your school, you know, but now that we're all like out and about floating by ourselves, I feel like that all went away. Yeah. yeah. It is all sort of very superficial. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Yeah. But I mean, we were kids, so what? we didn't know any better too. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. High school's been, what, four years, three years now? Four years for you. I yeah. Know. You were 2017, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I forget. Yeah. I forget it's been four years because um, I'm a year late. I keep forgetting that. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> class of twenty seven, and it's almost twenty twenty one. Yeah, this year, it's insane. <laughs> How it's is the trajectory close. of quarantine for you there? <sighs> so 
I came back to Melbourne in February. And then just from there on, it was just quarantine. Oh my god! So you had you came back straight from Burma, and then bam, you were yeah. sent into quarantine. Yeah. Okay. Like that's when it all started happening. Yeah. Rules and regulations. Like, how about that? Like staying in, going out. How'd you like? Very very strict. That? Really. Yeah, the Victorian government very strict. I love that because here it's more <laughs> like, oh, let us test this specific regulation. Oh, it's working out. Time to loosen it up a little bit. Oh no, stuff went wrong with loosening it up. Now let's tighten it again. And it's just a back and forth, yeah. never ending thing. So how's the condition like there? Yeah, so like ever since March, basically, our premier, Dan Andrews, he was very adamant on staying at home, isolating, social distancing, uh-huh. masks everywhere. You would get fined, mm-hmm. no doubt. Oh, And I think that's why the curve flattened for us yeah just I like think, a very concentrated amount of time being super strict right yes very very strict yeah you yeah. you could not go out unless it was like you were an essential worker number one or you were going to buy groceries or the pharmacy or whatever yeah everything was closed restaurants were closed huge department stores everything was closed and now nothing and now things are opening back up again but oh i love that yeah but just the fact that Australia has a plan, you know, and it had a plan and it adhered to that plan and it made no exceptions. Yeah, I think that's the key is the the, 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 the non-unwavering adherence to that plan. Yeah. Here you get so many people with differing opinions about even whether or not COVID is real. Like, like, rap, like mm-hmm. I don't I can't wrap my head around that. There's people here. It's a divided country. Yes. No, more so. No, I feel like people are. People think they're being smart by casting doubt onto even like factually legitimate things like COVID. You know, they're like, oh, this is something that's released by the government to get to us, like to to distract us from the real troubles of politics or whatever, you know? Mm. Yeah. And um, Trump kept prioritizing the economy. So he was stringent where he wanted to be and not stringent where he didn't want to be. You can't pick and choose like that, you know? Mm. yeah so what is it like in america now oh it's pretty sad like just two wednesdays ago they shut down everything again just when everything was looking right numbers started rising i believe it was 155 per day on average Mm -hmm. five hundred fifty-five thousand people per day on average so like (gasps) within six days you're getting million increases yeah so right now the condition is exactly like how it was at the start of quarantine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just open spaces open. Um indoor stuff completely closed now. You can only get takeout, delivery. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Why did America suddenly like open up? It's just because Okay, so they were trying to be strict. Um I, I know um even Gavin Newsom was like Okay, we need to we need to be actually strict now, and then we need to follow the guidelines we set forth. But then he himself, Gavin Newsom's like the governor of California. Um, he like he was caught partying like with like a very large group of people, a private party. So we have like our mm-hmm. leaders not following the rules yep, they're setting. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. none of 
no no person was ever willing to either and the very fact that we can't go out people thought um people were like okay we've had enough we need to get our lives going again we need to start working, working. again yeah and basically yeah they wanted the mon- they wanted money over safety i guess yeah it's pretty bad but then you know like a country the found the runnings of it that's you know it's dependent on the people yeah on the safety of its people if there's no safe people like, oh shit give me one sec my camera died see my iphone died as well okay yeah oh now yeah 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 oh <laughs> you, you said your phone died? I had to delete some things like storage mail on. Oh, same, 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 same. same. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I can piece that together. You okay. were saying the runnings of a country? Yeah, I mean like the 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 pillars of a country are the people, isn't it? Yeah. And like I know the money makes the world go round, but people make the world go round as well, too. Yeah, for sure. And like, I'm not joking when like you know Australia took a huge hit. Like, I don't think we'll probably recover from you know the financial loss of this. Yeah, yeah. In, like, Neither will America. Five ten years. Yeah. Yeah. It'll take a while. But then at least people are safe. Yeah. See, that's the thing. That's not even true here, because they were like, okay, we need to start working again for the sake of our country and the, for the sake of the well-being of our citizens. We need to start working again. But I feel like that's like someone being sick, and then just because they get a little bit better, they work out again, and then they get even sicker because of that. I feel like that's analogous to what's happening in America right now. I feel like in mm-hmm. wanting to work too soon, they've met the country worse off altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's difficult. It is, and like just when you know the elections. Are coming to a close very mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. People can't celebrate, right? Like, no, they cannot. No, nope. that's nope. very sad. And it's okay, elections aside, even Thanksgiving, we could we could barely yeah. do anything. Um, yeah. New Year's coming, Christmas is coming. Christmas. What the hell do we do? Yeah. Well, what are you doing for Christmas? Oh, I think I will make a makeshift Christmas tree. I'm probably going to a makeshift. I wonder what that's yeah. like. So like I have a a clothing not a clothing rack like a hat rack a coat rack and I think I'll just put like lights over it. It's <laughs> kind of creative. I'm, I know I'm not gonna buy a Christmas tree. Yeah, are you celebrating with friends? Yeah, probably like one friend. Yeah, <laughs> hero. <laughs> no, I will have you know I have, I have a friend that is not love that for you. Oh, show 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 the people your ha- your cat. Yes, I know. He's sleeping. He's been sleeping a lot. Maybe because I've been feeding him. More. Also, he's growing, right? He's a baby. He's huge. Why? No, he's not. Eighteen. He's, he's still, huge. He's, he's still kind of small. Like, as in, not a regular cat size yet, right? No. Yeah, but I mean, he's twelve weeks now. Maybe he's. You see in the video, he's huge. Maybe he's going through a growth spurt. He's so cute. He's so big. Does he ever meow? Yeah. Oh. He does normally not now because he's cat. Man, I want a cat. You get a cat. None of my friends were supportive of it. Well, a few were, but then they were like, why aren't you getting a dog? Well, get a dog. No, but cats are like... 
I feel like if you know how to raise a cat, you can be in a healthy relationship because you get you need to give a cat a, a like healthy space, you know. Whereas a dog is just like all over you, and you can be all over yeah. it too. Yeah, yeah. You, you have a golden back home, right? If I remember correctly. Yes, I do. Yes. What's his name? Collie. Ooh, Collie. That's a, that's Collie, a nice name. Collie. Poor girl. I think she has like a very advanced stage of breast cancer. Oh no. I know. How how I do dogs get treated for that? I think quite She she had to get surgery for it, but then she's not the same anymore. Oh, I'm so sorry. How old is she? She's probably like coming up ten, probably. Holy shit! Right? Whoa, that's seventy in it's been, human years. Yeah, it's been a while. Oh, when will it? And work? like. A, when do you think you'll see her next? Oh, uh, it depends. Like when I go back home, I guess. Yeah. Damn. And like when I told my parents that I was getting a cat, they're like, "We have dogs at home. Like, what are you thinking? What are you doing?" <laughs> I'm like, but they love him. Hero. They love Hero. Hero. Oh, love that. Yeah. Hero. He was such a. He looks like such a lad. He's so chill. Yes. <laughs> You Wait, see. you said he was what? Twelve weeks old. Twelve weeks. Oh, that's not old at all. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So his name is uh, Hiro. <laughs> Hiro. Hiro. Like Japanese his, hero. Mm, but his so and it, it's short for Ichiro. Oh, okay, okay. Which means um, first son. First son. In Japanese. First son. Oh, first son. Oh, that, that logically holds. Yeah. Yes. You raise, it, you raise him yourself or you give it to like Lin and stuff to take care of? I saw, I saw Hero on Lin's story too. <laughs> we had a sleepover. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How'd Hero enjoy it? Look, man, like I get like he's an indoor cat, but I think he should at least like Get some pressure every now and then. That's fair. No, but the, the, right? there's, like, there's a whole flea argument, though. No, I'm not taking him out in the oh. streets. Oh. I'm just, like, taking him out in a carrier and, like, you know, walking around. Oh, like, you meant, very... like, oh, strolling around in a carrier, you mean? Yeah, and then, like, take him to, like, a new place. Yeah. Just for him to, like, gain a bit more confidence in a way. And, like, you know, put a scent everywhere. <laughs> just so that, oh, okay, you know, like, I I have oh, man. different spaces. Something in my eyes, sorry. <laughs> no um i got two pugs back home they are they are the worst because we didn't raise them properly but i I love them though but they don't have any manner manners they're like pee but they on must a- be so old they are um we got them when right? we were in the seventh grade yeah they're so old. i know because yeah. i remember holy shit it's been so long i know they were they're so small holy fuck seventh grade how long ago was that that's like what 10 years ago they're kind of like Collie's age then. Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't. I didn't think of it in that context. Do they get very big? No. Oh, they get really fat though. <laughs> yeah. No. Especially. Um. Especially because they hate fitness. They hate walking around. They hate like exercising. Yeah. yeah you put them outside and just pee too. on stuff. <laughs> you do too. We do too. <laughs> but then you know. <laughs> what do you feed them? Um. Just. Regular rice and beef, 
You know the Burmese curry. Curry. You feed them curry. Oh, you feed them. Oh, it's not curry, but it's meda biu jiao ma. It's like just. Yes, you've never heard of a meda biu jiao. I have, but then you feed that to your. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mixed with rice, they 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 they, they go oh. eat that shit up. They love it. I didn't know that was feedable to dogs, but then apparently it is. That sounds like something that I would eat. Yeah, same. <laughs> oh man, speaking of, I, I miss food from back home. Yeah. Do you have Burmese restaurants? Or... Very, 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 a very scarce amount of them. Yes, like mm. I think one really good one closed down recently. Um, it's called oh. I forget what it's called, Daji or something. I forget. Um. And then there's one. If you drive an hour east, you'll get to one. And then they only take orders on weekends now because of COVID. And they're not even okay. I don't want to say this because we're on a podcast, but I don't really like it that much. Like I know them. I know the waitress and the family personally. Uh, not personally. I just like happen to talk to them and stuff. But then I feel like they could improve it a little bit just to make it a little more authentic. Mm. Yeah. I'm. Well, you should. You should give them that feedback. Okay. I do, I do, I do. I've never been one to like. I always ask them like, "Oh, do you guys like assimilate to um, Western culture so that more Western people can eat at your restaurant?" They're like, "Yeah, we do a little bit." I was like, "Oh, try not doing that." But then they'll still do that. <laughs> so, I mean, I gave my two cents. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's all you can do. Really. Exactly. <laughs> Can't tell them how to run the business. Yeah. Yeah. How about there? How about how's the Burmese food there? It's good. There's there's quite a few, like quite a sizable group of a demographic of Burmese people, but they live in like the outer suburbs, like Springvale uh-huh. or something like that. Do you get recognized oh. there, <laughs> like by the Burmese people? Like very rarely. Oh, but so you you do though. But I mean, I don't go out that much to begin with, oh, and like when the- I do go out, I don't look like. You know, all done up. Yeah. <laughs> like in a cap. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's because um, so. I forgot to ask you. Like, I, I wanted to know how the uh, entertainment industry worked back home. Like the, like the log- logistical infrastructure, so to speak. Hmm. Um. Well, I I don't know too much, but like what I do know, I'm happy to share. Okay. Yeah. Um, go for it. So I mean, like, you know, I started out in this industry when I was. 15 uh-huh and whoa that was young. i was yeah and it was completely because like i told my mom i was like i want to sing because mm-hmm. before then my sister mainly my sister but we both were you know doing like modeling commercials you know things like that and it was really fun i loved being you know in the anubinya right yes but I wanted to sing and I've always had a passion for singing. So I told my mom and then she signed me to a label. And so the benefits of being under a record label are that, you know, you just have a bit more opportunity. You just have a lot more connections. Mm -hmm. You have a support system. You have people who want you to succeed, you know, definitely because they're investing in you. Right. And you're quite literally... Um, 
I don't want to say it, but that, oh yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> no, I was gonna say product, but that sounded so crass. <laughs> no, uh, like uh, no, but you are like yeah, yeah, a commodity yeah, yeah. sort of. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's a better word, a commodity. Yeah, like they would, they want you to sell records uh-huh. as much as you can, right? And so I, I did that, and I was in a a group basically, and we did two albums. I sang a total of like six songs. Maybe. What was the record label called? If you don't mind me asking. Noise game. Noise game. N O I Z E. So like noise with a Z. Oh, okay. you say Z. You <laughs> say Z. Z. Yeah, go on. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, I sang songs that were written for me, and it was so awesome. Like these songs were personally written for me, and sometimes I would sing like. Uh, renditions of like old songs uh-huh, uh-huh. but like that was so much fun and so i did that until i was about 17 uh-huh. and then from there i just sort of like branched out on my own i started like maybe like sometimes trying to write my own music but it's just hard writing in burmese because i'm not very good at right burmese. right 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 were you ever given the liberty to write your own music with that record label yeah but I don't think I was ready for that. Mm, like, I okay. mean, I was in high school. I mean, you like, were 17. Yeah, yeah, you were saying, yeah. Yeah, like 16, whatever. Uh-huh. And so, like, after that, I just wanted to sing. I just wanted to grow my, you know, Burmese skill set. You know, my linguistic skill Oh, your linguistic skill set. Okay. Mm. okay. And so, I would, like, me and my mom, we were a dream team. Like, she's my manager, basically. Oh, I love that. Yeah, like who else is gonna do it? Yeah, that's so wholesome. Yeah. Yeah, moms are always and the number one supporters. Yeah. Yeah. So she would, you know, like find lyricists for me, and we would, you know, sing their songs. And like, I guess that's how the music industry works, like everywhere. But in Burma, it's like there are usually um, a specific number of lyricists that write songs for really popular artists oh okay and it's usually okay. always them yeah so like uh like Nime like really popular songs you uh, like very recently in the past like couple of years this lyricist is called weiji weiji yeah he would write a lot of those songs okay and so so he's kind but, of like it's kind of like the ted teddy something of like blackpink and stuff yeah yeah of yg yeah there we go yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he would, yeah, yeah. And, but then given my, you know, status, like I'm not huge, I'm not going to like, you know, sing a huge song like that. So I would just try to source songs from like, you know, smaller lyricists. Oh, okay. So like, okay. Yeah. And I think in that way, I was able to like garner, you know, close friendships with them. I think that like, also very, that's also adhering quite, well to your whole philosophy of going for a passion in art rather than like the lucrativeness of it you know yeah Yeah, you're like you're prioritizing what you do want to sing what you can sing what you're keen to sing over like a big name like that you know yeah yeah and and like i'm telling you i do not make money from music Hmm, like i don't (laughs) i don't like i can't have you ever pay my 
Have you I ever can't been pay assumed? my tuition fees. I uh-huh. can't pay my bills with that shit. Like, no. Oh, music is far too, like, fickle back home. Yeah. 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 Wait, so do you ever get assumed to be, like, making money and stuff off of this? Like, do, we, do people ever yeah, assume this is your main thing? Yeah, I think people assume that. Really? That's so yes. Cool. Wow. <laughs> and it's a complete, like, misconception. Like, I don't. I, I'm not signed to a huge record label. I don't have people, like, you know, investing a shit ton of money in me. Yeah, yeah. I'm literally just doing like what I enjoy. Oh, then you so, earn my respect even more because I feel like I was one of those people who didn't think it was lucrative, but then like, I thought you were doing it, like a part of you was doing it to like get the name. But then now that you've told me, like you just did it and you kind of garnered a name for yourself like that, I think that's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. And so with that Xbox song, uh-huh. it started out like I had a song that I wanted him to sing. Oh, and so I wow. I went to him like, can you please rap on this? Holy shit, like it's okay. a song that me and my sister wrote together. Uh-huh. And then he's like, yeah, well, in return, can you sing the chorus on an old song of mine? Uh-huh. And then that's how that happened. You know? And that's how 4 million views hit. <laughs> that's how like my... I've always had a love for collaboration. Like that's, I think that started since like I was in theater, since I was doing choir and stuff like yeah. this. I love listening to other people. There, I think that speaks to your artistic nature too. Like art is, regardless of what anyone says, a collaborative process. You know, it is. Yeah, like we wouldn't be where we are without you know standing on the giant, the yeah, shoulders no way, of giants. No way, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, applies to any field, as you like any you field. Saying yeah exactly we're only where we are because of like the geniuses prior to us yeah 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 you were saying and so yeah like going forward i would just like to collaborate even more and like maybe have my own artistic you know find my niche find your niche maybe like okay. try making Is there specific music? genres you're looking into because you know how burmese songs um uh, correct me if i'm wrong in saying this but genre wise they don't really play around too much right yeah you know so well i mean before it was rock like rock yeah, yeah yeah for sure for the sure. name of the day for sure and then it became like hip-hop yeah i think it's now more like the trappy beat melody yeah 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 like edm and like pop yeah yeah there you can see the Which slow is... transition yeah yeah so you're trying to find is there like a specific a specific genre that calls to you I dabbled in like alternatives, mm-hmm. so like all the Burmese songs that I was singing was like rock alternative. I think you should sing with Mary, because yeah, because Mary, I I got exposed to Mary through her accident song with Big Bag, with Big Bag, and it was really jazzy. Like that was the first time I heard it a was. legitimate jazz song from Burma. So I think if you mm-hmm. were trying to like branch out and stuff, like I think you collaborate with her. Yeah, I think your voices go to. will go complement each other pretty well too. Oh, thank you. Are you an alto? I'll let her know. I I like yeah. I mean yeah. Uh, my voice is not the same as when I was fifteen. Oh, you're an alto now. Like when I was fifteen, I'm sure I was a soprano. But <laughs> I'm sure I'm an alto. Yeah, I've always been a tenor. <laughs> I think my voice sounded the same since I was fifteen. I don't know. Well, we're gonna you know just sing a cover very soon. Aren't we? You and me. You and me. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was actually gonna suggest that like we don't have to do it on this podcast, but I could like yeah. release it as like a side thing or something. Yeah, know. and I'll like post it as well. Like on my. Dude, I'm so down. I'm it. so down. What? What do you we want? Just to gotta say? figure out the audio. Like how 
the audience is seeing the collab happen in the in the in, in, in like live. <laughs> what do you want to sing? Look, uh, we should maybe you know something that we both like. Yes. You know, mm. like off the top of my head, when we were younger, you, we really liked Imagine Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't think you remember that? Yeah, we did. And I still love that band. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I think. The last I heard of them was their collaboration with Khalid. Did they? Thunder and Young Dumb and Broke. Wait, no, Young Dumb and Broke. Imagine Dragons was on that. Yeah, no, no, no. There, there's a, there's a separate um, remix released. Oh. Um, um, yep. You should check that out. But I'm so down to sing, sing with you. Yeah. Yeah. I could. We'll do it. Like we'll record it. You know. And then we'll fix it up. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You're good at yeah. you're good at um, garage band and whatnot, right? I'll do my best. I'm illiterate <laughs> when it comes to that, so I trust you. <laughs> Maybe you can do the video. Yeah, I could. Yeah, video editing. Yeah. yeah. Wait, uh, Jessica. Um, what made you like? What made you say to yourself that I want to be independent now? I want to branch off from this, from from noise. You know, noise game. You said. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What made you say that to yourself? Well, so we finished the second album, and then I feel like I learned all that I could from doing that. I learned all I could from singing songs that people, you know, wrote for me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and singing songs that I didn't really have too much of a creative input in. Ah, uh, okay. And I was exposed to that side of the industry, and I was so satisfied with it. And then I was just like, I like rock music, you know? Yeah. And I, I yeah. went to the the head of the label, and I was like, I, I like rock music, you know? Like, I, I think I want to start singing songs like that. And they're like, we support you, you know? Like, however far you want to go. But, you know... It has to be in line with what they would like to do. Ooh, okay, it just, okay. It just so happened it wasn't. Like, that's just how, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, what, that's to be expected, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I wanted complete creative control as well. Yeah. You were like a bird ready to fly. But, mm. yeah, they were still, like, kind of putting conditions on you, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that that was a bad thing, right? It's not a bad thing at yeah, all. Yeah, it's just conflict of interest, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I respect yeah. that, though, because... I mean, it definitely takes balls to mm. to say, okay, I'm probably ready to do this on my own. Let's do it, mm. you know, yeah. And I wanted to sing with a band. Like, that's the main thing. The band? So with a band. Oh, a band, okay. A band. Okay. So, like, with Noise Game, it was all computer music production, which is uh, amazing as well. Okay, okay. Great, but mostly it was me in a, in a, a booth just singing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it was just that I wanted to be in like your own band like, or incorporated into an already existing band. Oh, like you meant a room with actual instruments, a room with guitarist, the ah, drummer. Okay, okay, okay. You know I the understand. pianist, the, the everything, Understood. and like we work together, and that's how the songs that I later, you know, released. That's how they were all done. Right, 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 right. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because yeah, I'm pretty sure it feels different having your voice edited in post and mixing all these instruments together versus already having them right out in front of you and you see them playing and it's probably a different atmosphere, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Like they would play according to what my range was and what my emotions were. 
And like I yeah. brought out so much of my emotion. It was very cathartic for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those songs. I, I imagine, and I think yeah. that's what I wanted. I wanted an... to Yeah? Yeah. Oh no, you said you wanted to what? I go. Yeah. I wanted to test out my range. Like I literally wanted to go from a high E to like a low C. So two octaves lower. <laughs> Three. Like however Three. much Holy I could shit. do. However much I could do, I wanted to do it. Wow. I was so young, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, wanted yeah. to do that in the in the framework of Burmese music because I love Burmese music. Yeah. I love the language itself. I think it's I think it's very pretty. I, it is. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, it's it's there's such a whole there's a whole layer behind it. Like you can just sense like the historical richness, the linguistic development that came out of previous languages that's incorporated into this language now. So I I, I I completely understand that. Mm. Yeah. No, and um like was it tough? I mean I, I definitely it was tough, but how did you how do you or how did you plan to like get over that language barrier? You said you were taking you 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 honing in on your Burmese language skills too, now? Yeah, so singing Burmese songs because I couldn't read at first. Yeah. I'd have to write it out in Manglish. Oh, okay. You know? That's pretty creative, And then though. sing like that. I mean, we have to do what we gotta yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I don't want to be lost in translation. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to be, you know, Cap- considered You want to capture the nuances, right? Yeah, I don't yes. want to be the foreigner who, like, has lived here but can't speak a lick of Burmese. Oh, yeah. We know what happens when Burmese people listen to other Burmese people that can't speak Burmese. Yeah, yeah, and I wanted to do a good job. I wanted to honor the music, the craft, you know? Love that, yeah. And, like, the language as well. And my mom wouldn't let me release I, anything if there was a mistake anyways. Yeah, I think people. I think you should talk about your passion more to people because I feel like you have this whole, like, whole, like, layer of respect for art and Burmese and all those combined in in themselves like i feel like you talk so passionately about them i feel like you have a mm. level of respect for it that i haven't heard other people speak about mm. yeah cuz thank you <laughs> i, I cuz i i never thought of it that way you know like i just it's easy for i'm i'm not a perfect burmese speaker i'm pretty bad at it too but um it's easy to write write off Burmese songs as like generic or ballady or or whatever you know but then people like you like the new generation of artists definitely can bring that elsewhere branch out more yeah, yeah. you ever talk to like Kevin Coco and stuff because I know they're going on their music careers too yeah um so I'm quite close with Steph and uh-huh, so uh-huh. Steph uh helps me like um with legacy because that's what their family does the okay. distribution company okay and so all of my music goes through legacy and so she just you know gives me advice like what sort of branding i should do because at the end of the day you know like if i am in the public image you know i should have you know a sort of some sort of brand too yeah 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 and she yeah. and people have suggested that i should rebrand uh-huh. You know, like I should maybe like rebrand songs. Yeah. Oh. Like start singing English songs, maybe like change up my look, you know, like something. You ever listen but to these inputs? 
the only thing that's stopping me is like because it's I don't feel like I'm ready. Like, right, right, I right, right. I would right, not right. do anything if I don't think it's genuine yet. Yeah, I feel like you go at your own pace, which is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm really not doing this for fame or money. Yeah, yeah. You really just want to do this for yourself, which is what I was talking about. And like, if it's not genuine, what is the yeah, point? What's the point, right? Yeah, love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's like an hour and twenty minutes into our episode. You want to cut it off here? We could do another one later. Two. We could. No, I mean, I'm saying no. We could. We could um, record another episode like late, later, later, whenever you're free. Like two podcasts. Yeah. No, no. I mean, like not consecutive, but like in a future, in a future time. Oh yeah, do it again, of course. Yeah. Why not? Of course. Yes. That'd be great. Yeah. So I'd I'm gonna that. I'm gonna end it here. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, please, a round of applause <laughs> <laughs> for our dear friend Jessica. Hey, let me do she that. Let me so do that too. How do you do that? Hi, hero. Oh, he's curtsying. He's <laughs> Thank you so much, Kissy. Yeah, of course. You are always very so well spoken and eloquent. It was always a pleasure. As are you. <laughs> no, as are you. I'm kidding. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I will see you guys in the next episode.